Hi, I'm uh, Tony Silva. And I'm Charles Wiz. And uh, this is episode six of Two Teachers Talking, where Charles and I get together to discuss teaching, ideas that work, ideas that don't, uh, the things that still confuse us, and other things that teachers ordinarily just don't talk about. Um, and today we're going to be talking about uh, the mid-semester blues, it being the mid-semester. Is it already the mid-semester? It, it feels like the end. God, I feel like yeah, I have that same feeling at the end of the semester, like I'm just dragging, dragging, dragging. But for those people who are not in Japan right now and are not familiar, Tony, why don't you explain the, the, the weather conditions we're going to be going through for the next few months? Yeah, well, we, well and also the semester system. You know, here in Japan, our semesters begin in April. They run through, um, now they run through the, fir- the very first week of August. Um, and uh, interestingly, they've got to, in Japan. They have a expression for kind of a lethargy that occurs in May called uh, Gogatsu Byo, which is basically the May blues. Which uh, it's kind of confusing because actually May is usually pretty nice. You get a nice big set of holidays at the beginning, and the weather is pretty near perfect. Um, but uh, comes June, and it's uh, hot and it's humid until uh, just about now. Rainy season begins and. Sometimes it involves rain, sometimes it doesn't, um, oddly enough, because that's just the way it is. But we and should... uh, then that's followed by yet Sorry. greater heat and greater humidity, <laughs> and it kind of hangs around until the end of September. Um, so this is, uh, I think, probably for most people, certainly for most non-natives, except the ones that are coming from the Philippines, probably the, meteorologically the worst time of the year. Right. And just to put it in perspective, you're looking at about 28 degrees centigrade, which is what in what Fahrenheit? I've been here so long now, I can't even remember how Fahrenheit works. I believe that's about 80 degrees. Yeah, about plus or minus, right? But I think more. 82, maybe. Yeah. So it's basically for Americans um, who are you know listening to us, but it's 28 degrees centigrade, 80 degrees Fahrenheit, and it's raining. Okay, so that just is. Unbelievably uncomfortable. And yeah, and when, it, and when it's not raining, the the air is basically liquid air. Yeah, you're kind of swimming. Yeah, you you, you take your shower in the morning. You really don't dry off. Until right, you, you can't dry off. Home. You know, you wake up, you sit up out of bed, and you sweat. Yeah. And this is going to be basically till the end of September. Right. And yeah, I thought I thought about this 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 very week. It was it was a hot, humid morning. It was drizzling. Um. Train cars packed with commuters, stagnant air, um, humid, human breath. Got off the train and walking through the center of town, Umeda is like stench of urine wafting from every corner. Is that part of rainy season? Oh, God. Welcome to the exotic Orient. (laughs) So this is on your way to work, right? This is on my way to work. This is how you're starting your morning. So Yeah. Yeah, the... The mid-semester blues. So I think the biggest part for us, right, the weather is just a killer. Mm. Yeah. 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 I'm always like sniff, smelling myself, checking to see if I'm smelling <laughs> bad or something, right? I go through a lot of deodorant. <laughs> in, my, in my environment, there's so much competition, I don't worry too much. Yeah, but I think that's something you know, we were raised with in America, you know, our generation, right? You know, I'd criticize you're, you're, 50, yeah. you're 57? Eight. Yeah. 58, I'm 54. And, you know, the roll-on, right, the, the people who smell mm. the wet underarm stuff, right? Mm. You know, that you should never have, you know, your underarms should never have wet spots, right? And you come, you come to Japan and you're in, like, rainy season in the summer and it's like, oh, gee, that's the only part of me that's wet. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah. you have to just give up on that because yeah. also the other thing is that moving between air-conditioned and non-air-conditioned spaces, right? You know, where you're getting a good um, six-degree difference. Yeah, that's six uh, Celsius degrees for Right, Celsius, Americans, right? Yeah. yeah, so that's like, like 12, 13 degrees Fahrenheit. Right, difference. you know, you get off the train and the um, humidity hits you and the heat hits you, then you get on the train and, you know, you dry off at least and then you're wet again and you're drying off. So a lot of summer colds here too. Yeah. Well, I actually, I'm one of the few people that actually enjoys that. I mean, I really, you know, back in the old days when they used to really refrigerate the cars, the train cars to walk out of the, the, the summer heat and walk into one of the train cars that's, you know, turned down to, you know, 20 degrees Celsius or, you know, 65 degrees Fahrenheit. And it's like, and that cold hits your body and you have this like minor shock that goes through your body. And it's kind of like jumping into horrendous. Cold water. For me, it's just this incredible sense of relief. Yeah. Actually, I enjoy it, you know. I, oh, I love it. I, I just see other side that I don't like. Oh, you know, walking yeah. into the heat. I still remember when I came to Japan first time was in the middle of August in 1988. And I was raised in, a, you know, L.A. And then spent a little bit of time in San Diego, San Francisco, so west coast of America. And I get off the train or the airplane and it's hot and I smell something <laughs> in the air. And I'm like, you know, I'm smelling and I'm going, what is this smell? And now I realize it was the smell of humidity, mm. right? That you can actually smell the humidity in the air. Uh, so for those of you who have never been, you know, exposed to a humid summer, wow, please, I strongly suggest you try it. It's definitely... Uh, <laughs> it makes you really appreciate your air conditioning. Yes, it really does. And actually, yeah. it's the drying function. It's the dehumidifier. Oh, That's really yes. the key. It's not the heat. Yes. Okay, so... Okay, enough for the weather. Yeah, okay, so the weather the weather sucks, okay? And it's going to be not so nice for a while, right? What else is bumming you out? Oh, uh, that's it. That's it. I mean, just the, the, the weather and the lack of sleep and the fatigue. Um, yeah, I mean, we talk about the mid-semester blues. Actually, for me, the... The routine is not really settled in, but I don't know, I guess it, you know, we talked a little bit and said, well, maybe I've already done things to um, to circumvent that in the classroom. But um, yeah, along with the, you know, along with the heat and maybe this is a little more, you know, uh, addressing, you know, issues of, you know, people listening, uh, kind of reiterate or, you know, emphasize that uh, this is yet another one of those things that uh, becomes much harder for a part-time teacher here uh because a you know, full-time teacher it's, you know has an office has a place to stow things in um mm. hopefully uh, maybe has if you're you know lucky have a thermostat with control of your you know environment a little bit maybe maybe even a window um whereas really some people teaching, have windows i'm in a dungeon <laughs> some people have windows yeah. okay some yeah, people windows. have windows i've seen them <laughs> i've seen them I, I understand this idea of windows right yeah but uh, you know, the part-time teacher just goes to you know, often you know different school every day, um, like a turtle. You have to carry everything on your back, and in that heat, um, you're carrying things. So again, you know, your years here, um, you kind of learn to one, learn how to to cope with some of that stuff, but also uh, learn to treat yourself. Uh, you know, there's the basic preventative things, like for instance, like keeping yourself hydrated, right, and not drinking fluids, waters, and everything else. I'm always carrying a, 
a wet washcloth with me because you know just you know you get on the train just a, that blast of cool water on a, on a washcloth just makes a huge difference. Um, and you keep it in like a ziploc bag. In a ziploc bag, exactly. That's a good idea. Yeah, and uh, for me, um, not not tooting our own horn here, but uh, for me, the uh, the, I, the iPod and the iPhone have just changed my world with the uh, ability to put in some sound isolating headphones in and just block out all that hellish noise of the commute. Oh, the and, commute. I thought you were putting them in in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, first I'm talking about the taking care of the teacher. Oh, okay. I thought, that's what I meant because I thought when you said, ah, you know, the I, I have the iPhone, I plug my headphones, my sound isolating <laughs> headphones in, and then I can't hear the students anymore. So I thought, <laughs> that oh, would help. Me, that's a new one. That would help. That would help. Under some situations, actually, the students would probably appreciate it. No, sure. They want us to maybe shut up rather than close close our mouth rather than our ears. Right, we have it backwards. We should be handing out the headphones to them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just kind of learned to you know and take care of your basic needs, uh, mm. be able to identify the stuff that's killing you. Like you know, like for me, I know it's the heat. So yeah, I take all kinds of precautions against the heat. Um, and uh, there was a time. And again, we talk often, you know, old farts that we are. We talk about the good old days a lot. But there was a time when. Uh, the teachers, the part-time teachers, had uh, a little more flexibility in terms of sick days and days off. And um, some of the more, and I, not that I would condone or recommend this at any point then or now, but it was possible in the middle of, uh, at the beginning of May, we have that series of holidays, which is called a golden week. And there's a number of three or four holidays that fall within one week where you're, you're off a lot. It used to be the whole week. Um, well, that leads to a long stretch stretch of time with no days off, and teachers would construct for themselves a little silver week sometime in June, where you're again you're at a different school each day, and you know what completely different environments, and you take a sick day, and a sick day, and a sick day, and then you can have yourself a nice two two day week or a three day week. Which at this time of the year makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so you know, one of those things is like you know, you, maybe that's not an option. Maybe you can't do that. Maybe it's going to mean a makeup class in August, which you, I think you want to avoid. But um, if it's going to make you a, a more effective teacher for the rest of the semester, it might pay off. Don't know. But uh, again, one of the things that I've learned, you know, it's sometimes you got to reward yourself. You know, whether it's, you know, it's new music, whether it's a cold beer on the, on the way home, or whether it's a day off. Yeah, I have a problem with that Silver Week thing. Yeah, that, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, because as the problem is, is that the teachers I know who really need it are the ones who don't take it. Well, yeah. Right? You know, the people right. who are really committed, busting their ass, right? They don't, they would never take those, that Silver Week. But I know people who um, I remember actually. This is at the program we were <laughs> both working at, and I was coordinating. And somebody, <laughs> I was talking to them, and they said, "Well, I just want to let you know that I take a silver week." And I turned to the person and I said, "Not in this program, you do. <laughs> you know, you're not going to do that in this program." Yeah, yeah, I um, remember that. And I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, and it wasn't heart, me, by the way. Just part of me. Clear. I says I remember that, but I remember that because it, it wasn't me. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I mean, though. You know, the people who are really busting their ass mm. to teach are usually the ones who don't. And then when those people do take the day, you don't mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't care because they're hardworking people. So 
That was kind of like back in the old days. Remember when the semesters could end around July 27th? Yeah, it was, always, and, it was a different world, yeah. Right, and high season kicked in for air flights around July 20th. Right. And I remember people would cancel their last classes. Routinely, routinely. So that they could yeah. get the low season, even though, and this is for people who are not in Japan, and this was also in the good old days, you were paid for all of July, all of August, all of September, even though you didn't work it, right? Right. So you're getting all this money, and then people would actually cancel their last class so that they could save 40 or 50,000 yen on their plane ticket. And the net result of that over the years and years and years is now the semester goes into August and attendance is required and you have to do makeup classes if you miss. Right. So this is the, uh, the, what, the, new the law order. of uh, what? Um, <laughs> inconsequential <laughs> causes around. Unintended consequences. Unintended consequences. Well, no, that's, but everybody could see that coming from a mile away. <laughs> well, some. <laughs> and again, it was never Not their responsible. But sadly. It was, I'm sorry, but it was never the responsible people mm. who did that. Exactly. Or somebody did it once in a while, right? Mm. Over a few years. If you did it once in seven, eight years, okay. But I know people who did this routinely. Routinely. Yeah. And so I have a real bone to pick with that. But I think there are days when you wake up and you know that you're not going to teach a good class at all. Yeah. And this goes back to when we were talking about losing it, where sometimes you walk out because you realize you're not going to do any good teaching. Yeah, and that's the I, thing, you, know, you just talked about unintended consequences, right? So, yeah, I mean, you've got one of these hellish days, and you, and you do drag your ass in, and you, you know, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, you're not going to have a good class. It might be one of the days where you lose it. You could very well, very easily poison the class for the rest of the semester. Um, one of those days, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a better, maybe you don't belong in the classroom that day. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, tough call. It, it really is. But that brings us into a really interesting topic. So let's assume it's it's hard, again, that for anyone who's not experienced this hot, humid weather. And people, by the way, I think in Kyoto have it the worst. Mm. I think it gets really hot and humid there. Yeah. You're just really not wanting to go outside. It's yeah. unpleasant weather, so you drag yourself out of bed, right? It's pretty much, and you're going to take two to three showers a day now for the rest of the summer. You get... Out, you get on a train and it's crowded, as you've described it. It's not really a pleasant experience. And you get to class. What do you do? What can you do to, you know, liven it up, change it up? Because the students are also feeling the same way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's get back off. Let's get back on track here, right? Can you can you tell me the weather's a thing? <laughs> do you think we're caught up in the weather? And uh, actually, I mean, Chicago, we, it's like Chicago people. I mean, we, we we love to talk about the weather, but Christ, yeah. There's there, there's a reason. There's a reason there, and there's a reason here. I think. But it yeah, should okay. Be. Yeah. Okay. Back to the classroom. I said. So what do we do with in the classroom with the students? It's like, well, uh, it's a good time for a midterm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give them the midterm and then just sit back, right? Yeah, um, put your feet up. <laughs> I'm going to put it on you. You guys get to suffer. I didn't work this hard so that I couldn't make students take a test when I wanted to. Yeah, so that, that's become, like I guess, the new silver week, huh? It's midterm exams. Yeah, I do midterm exams, but I do mainly midterm presentations. Yeah, I do, I do a lot of oral exams. Right, and I give students, actually, we do two sets. Because students do their midterm presentations, they evaluate each other, they give each other feedback, and then they have a week to improve their presentations and do it again. And I only listen to the presentations that the students invite me to listen to. Mm. Mm. So in that sense, I'm spending a lot of time just 
in the front of the classroom, quietly listening or um, spying on them. But overall, it's it makes it an easy midterm period for me. Right. Yeah. And yeah, to get and in terms of the students again, of course, you know, mentioned that the tests, you know, somewhat facetiously because that you know tests are pretty unlikely to. <laughs> cheer up or motivate many students things. but anything you know basically at this time of the semester right anything that you can do to just break up the routine to do anything to make the class a little bit special a little bit different uh, than you know you know open to page 78 um anything just you know whatever that's a change of pace something different um will will go a long way you know, with the kids, and especially if it doesn't involve a book. Yes. If it's something they can, you know, if you can arrange a week where it says, okay, you don't need your textbook next week, oh, you're halfway home. Right. So what do you do? Oh, God, it depends on the class, um, but um, a lot of, I do music, I do songs, um, especially for for some classes where their final exam, either by mandate of the school or for the nature of the class itself, involves lots of listening, right? So listening things, um, any kind of activities, I will make a extra effort to uh, supplement the class with uh, a, a video support, right? And try and integrate that into whatever we happen to be doing in class. With some classes, it's very easy. Um, uh, for example, international communication class that I'm teaching now, we're beginning a section on um, uh, manners and... Uh, eating restaurants and i've got uh, in my arsenal i've got a handful of clips that i've got from youtube that uh uh there there are two i've got one you know a bunch of serious ones about you know silverware and eating manners and kind con- eating continental style and north american style and so forth but i've got uh in in mind i've got two uh comedy uh videos one of them and they're, they're both very japan centric one of them is uh it's filmed as uh, if an external camera of a couple sitting in a restaurant and uh, they're speaking Japanese and they've got en- there's English subtitles. And the guy is, they're eating, uh, they're sitting at, they're not on the floor, they're not in the zashiki, they're, they're, they're a regular table type restaurant. And um, the man has explained to the woman, he's just gotten back from Australia and um, he's enjoying the all the funny things that, <laughs> they make the foreigners do like take off their shoes when they come in and oh man their feet stink and he goes oh yeah we make them eat with these little sticks and this is like and they're doing and all these things that are just or you know especially the westerners are part of the stereotype of japanese meals he's laughing about it with this other woman saying that yeah yeah you can't believe the stuff i'm making them do and uh i'm doing a very poor job of explaining it but it's hilarious and uh have the to other send me one the link for that. In, what's that? Send me the link, please. Yeah, yeah. But the, the one, the one, the other one that you really want, and uh, it seems to have been part of a VHS. <laughs> uh, we're not old. Part of a VHS series that was once for sale, but it's uh, it's available on YouTube. It is a complete, total parody of sushi restaurant manners, and it's it's an extremely wow. well done parody because you don't get that it's a parody. Until about it, the the whole video, I think is about eight minutes long. But you get like two minutes in, and you know you have the it, it begins and there's like a, you know like a little you know uh, shakuhachi playing and um, Japan it's all in Japanese with, with English subtitles and deadpan delivery 
Um, and it starts with, and the first indication that something's amiss is whether they're going to teach you how to eat properly in a sushi restaurant. They have a little diagram and shows your hand when you open the cloth that, that uh, at the entrance of the restaurant that your hand meets it at a 45 degree angle. And they have a little 45 degree angle diagram. So it's like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm. And it goes on from there. And it is, it just, the kids just love it because they're, they're watching it. And the, they get the same kind. It's extremely well done, and they don't pick up on the the the, the parody and the satire initially either. And then so you watch the chuckles. That's not right. That's not right. Good, good, good. I was thinking of that scene from Pretty Woman, mm. where she has to be taught, you know, which forks to use. Yep. And, right. So that would be, that'd be a good thing. Those um those videos are great. Um, it's a good good idea. I use um the TED Talks and YouTube also. For the students just to break up the monotony mm. it's good because you can do the ted talks and you can get a lot of them with japanese subtitles so the students mm. can listen to some really interesting talks that kind of challenge them and then they can have discussions afterwards any other stuff you do um well i'll let them go a couple of minutes early <laughs> anything any and it doesn't matter what you do as long as it's a break from what you do the other other weeks, right? Any kind of break in the routine that just mix it up, something different that doesn't involve what they ordinarily do. Um, I use the supplemental video a lot. Um, I will you know, give them you know, either you know other kinds of activities, games, for example. Right. I'll, I'll make an advert to put games in there. What kind um, of games do you do? Uh, well, it, it, well, it depends on what they're do- you know. It depends on what they're doing. I try to connect it somehow with class. So. For example, uh, in a, another class where, where the topic we're working on particularly is uh, descriptions of people, um, I divide the class into, depending on the size of the class, two or three teams, and each one sends a, a representative to the board in turn, and I read a physical description of a person, and they have to d- draw that person on the board. And their team can help them, but only in English. And I read the description fairly quickly so that everyone has to listen and they try and coach a person to draw the correct things. Like so, Monica has long curly hair, long eyelashes, um, large eyes, a small nose, uh, a wide mouth with thick lips. And then the kids got to draw it. And then the kids, you know, in the in their seats are trying to say, no, 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 long hair, no, curly hair, um, that type of thing. So, yeah, they're, using, they're doing exactly what we do in class, um, des- describing a picture. But you turn it into a game. Uh, it just breaks it up. And there's a lot of good books out about games, <clears throat> education yeah. games and classroom games. And uh, my favorite one that I use is uh, Teacher Says, which is basically Simon Says. Uh-huh. And um, I can turn that into quite a rip-roaringly fun activity. But the important thing is having a repertoire of games just when that en- the energy level is dying is great. But also it's a good thing to use games... Um, for people who have not been teaching for a while, this is one of the secrets is like when students are losing focus and you feel like you're losing the class, play a game. It will refocus them and bring them back. That took me years to learn. Yeah. Games are great. The quiz show format that you use where a contestant comes up, right? Three, four contestants comes up. I do that as a, you know, with questions. And the team that answers first gets a bonus question. The students are very competitive as teams. There's a lot of things you could do. Okay, so games. Yeah, 20, and 20 questions, right? 20 questions right. just opens itself to all, so many different applications. You can use it in so many different ways. Right. 
and uh, the other. So games, videos, using YouTube or the TED Talks or any other things. Music. Um, music. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the music, though, Tony. I remember when I was a student, the teachers would bring in their music, and this was back in the 60s, and the Beatles were out, and the Rolling Stones, and the teacher would bring in Frank Sinatra. And <laughs> I realized that when I bring music in, I'm bringing in Frank Sinatra to my students. Yeah, I do too, but... So do you feel a little self-conscious about that? I feel like no. here I am, the old fart, bringing in, <laughs> no. oh, you got to hear this great music, it's really fantastic. <laughs> no, I don't feel bad. <laughs> They're here for an education. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. This is what you got to do. And I'm not going to sit there and listen to that crap. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we have definitely dated ourselves. But I find yeah, most of my students That's are where the student-oriented education ends. There's no Lady Gaga in my classroom. Fortunately, though, the Beatles still are popular, so... They're extremely popular. But I actually... Um, and what, what I... Often, like, what I do is... Um, yeah, a lot of, and I guess just by by default, a lot of the music that gets played in in the classroom is older music because I try to pick good music, and that kind of limits us to older music. But um, we won't go there. <laughs> um, I I try to make sure that it's relevant to the topic. Um, so example, right? Um, and uh, it, it's almost guaranteed that it's a song that they've never heard, or, and usually an artist that they've never heard of. So I don't know that it actually even sound a lot of the music that I play for them even sounds old. It's just kind of timeless. It's kind of outside of time. Oh, come on. you got to give us an example before you explain people I am. To I am. Okay. So the, the chapter uh, that we were doing was... Um, uh, in, the, in the textbook was moving on, you know, the life, you know, milestones in life, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, ending relationships and things. And uh, a couple of clips that I used, I used a couple a clip from Almost Famous, where the uh, the young groupies leaving home. Right. Um, the scene from Friends, the last uh, one of the good one of the goodbyes uh, with uh, Ross and Rachel. Um, the one of the last episodes of that '70s show when uh, the, the one family, the, ne the next door neighbor, is moving to Florida, and the song that I used to to, to, to pull all that together was Tom Rush's child song about the young man saying goodbye to his mom and his dad because they couldn't get along together. Mm. Um, I could have also used the Bruce Springsteen song, but that's very that that's very time stamped. Independence Day. Yeah. yeah, and I yeah, yeah. see not I, one of my favorite Bruce songs. Yeah, well, I wouldn't use that. I didn't use that one. But the Tom Rush song, it's just a, it's a very simple folk type of song. It could have just as easily been written now as in 1965. I think it's a 1970 song, but uh, it's it's bare bones. It's simple, uh, easy to hear, and uh, totally relevant. And, um, you know, age-specific for them, right? I mean, perfect. This this guy, this is, it's one of the saddest songs. It'll, you know, it says, hope you got all brought tissues. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just thinking, you know, it's a great question. Is moving on songs. And when you mentioned Springsteen, I would have um, used Thunder Road. Okay. Right? Moving on in a positive way, getting the uh -huh. girl to leave. and But I think using ones where people are leaving their homes because... They're growing up, getting older, probably resonates more with students. Hmm. I was thinking also, I used to love her, but it's all over now. <laughs> <laughs> I think as we get older, we I, we start thinking in terms of relationships rather than moving away from our parents. Hmm. Hmm. But, hmm. 
Yeah, mu- music is good. The students actually will focus, and what's nice is that there are you have access to lyrics so mm. much more. That's made a big difference. Uh, I know that I listen to a radio station, and they have a an app for the iPad and iPhone. MVY Radio, by the way. Anybody listening? Martha's Vineyard Radio, fantastic radio station, eclectic. They'll play new music and old music, and they have a blues session and a whole thing with Grateful Dead, uh, modern stuff, fantastic. But they, when they're playing the music, the lyrics are showing on the app, mm. and that's just really handy, helpful for students. Because it goes back, I used to use music a lot, mm. and a student said, you know, Mr. Wiz, can you help me with a, a song? I said, what's this? And it, um, it was a Rolling Stones song, and it was... Um, Brown sugar, I think, right? <laughs> and the student said, "What is Mick Jagger saying?" And I said, "Oh, really? He, he's saying Amelia of Queen Mathe." I said, "That's about as close as I can get <laughs> Very to clear, it." Exactly what he said. That says. was that time, <laughs> you know, when you had no idea what Mick Jagger was saying, right? Mm. <laughs> so, okay, music, videos, and I try not to bring too much music in because I keep it for this period of time and near the end of the semester where focus is difficult. And I don't want to also have them looking at me kind of going, oh, no, not another one of these old songs again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't think that I would use it unless it's getting a really positive response from the classroom. I wouldn't use it more than once in the middle of the term. And sometimes I like to use little episodes. Um, the 20, they get what used to would have been a 30 minute show. And mm-hmm. um, it comes out to about 22 minutes now, I think. So, like, Friends is great. Students love Friends. Yep. They really get that. Unbelievably popular. And what's nice is that you can take a separate episode and basically they can get it. They don't need a lot of the backstory for many of the episodes. And the humor's good. And they really feel like they're watching real people. So that's good. Any other shows you can use? Um, Well, I teach at a lot of women's universities. So, um, uh a lot of times I'll draw on Allie McBeal. Oh, that's an interesting one. I was going to think you were going to use Desperate Housewives. I'm kind of going, no, no, no. no, no. Desperate no. Housewives and uh, <laughs> Gossip Girl. No, 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 no. Uh, um, tr- striving for a little more positive role model. So I don't know if she's it. But at least in that... Yeah, in I don't know if Allie McBeal got... would be my example of a positive role yeah, model. Yeah, right, exactly. But at least, you know, she, they're career-oriented. They're, in, they're intelligent. They're at least the equal of the of the men that they work with. Um, work environment where they, you know, enjoy some kind of equality. It's like, well, you know, whatever, try and shoot for that. <clears throat> and then, of course, what they really focus on is, of course, is the Ali McBeal-Billy relationship. But, but at least somehow, maybe hopefully subconsciously, they're getting the idea. Mm. And they're not, they're not at home doing dishes. Yeah, I find, you know, that there's, you're really reaching into your bag of tricks in the middle of the semester. Yeah. Um, again, I'm wiped out from the weather. Also, you know, the six o'clock wake-ups every day, the working through the weekends, the no time off, trying to pace myself. I know that it's at about this time of the year that I have to be really careful about my eating, right? The making sure I'm eating well. But the other thing is just I get, and this depends on the school and how often you have the students and a whole variety of them. Just the class that started off not in the best way dynamics not great it's definitely not what we call in japanese a kinky mm. class and by the mid-semester they are just dreading me yeah 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 right i can see it and that's hard and i have um 
had those classes the first thing Monday morning, and that's how I start my week. Uh, isn't that uh, a coincidence? <laughs> my first. You, you think there's a relationship there? Oh God! Well, you, you think? I don't know. I don't my know. first class first on period Monday, Monday morning. Just, oh man. Well, that goes back to the old story about what's the worst period for a class. Have we talked about this? I don't think so. Yeah, I was, I was sitting around one day and. Uh, a bunch of teachers were talking about, oh, what's the worst period to teach? And one teacher says, uh, first period's the worst period to teach because the students are sleepy and tired. And then another teacher goes, no, 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 no. The worst period to teach is second period because they're hungry and they're looking forward to lunch. <laughs> and another teacher goes, no, 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 no. Third period's really bad because now they're sleepy. They've had lunch and they're kind of nodding off in the afternoon. And another teacher goes, no, 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 no. Fourth period's the worst because they want to go home and leave. And so the idea was there's no good period to teach. Hmm. But I do have um, a class that's very quiet. They're not bad kids. They're good students in some ways. They're not English majors. So for a lot of them, English is just a pain, something they have to do. They don't connect on how it relates to their lives. And they're quiet, quiet. They're deathly quiet. And they, I walk into the classroom Monday morning and I say, good morning. I've got that big smile on my face that, as we talked about, <laughs> right, Oh, the need man. to always walk into your classroom happy, energetic. And the energy, and the energy that it takes for you to do that. And I walk into this classroom <laughs> and I'm, good morning, everybody. How are you today? And I am met with silence. Oh, God. I, and this is, no, this is every Monday this happens. And now I'm sweaty and hot and uncomfortable. And I did it this week and I walked in and nobody talked to me. And I just looked at them and I said, Okay, fine. Take out a piece of paper. And I wrote the questions on the board. And I said, number one, why do you not do your aisatsu to me? <laughs> number two, why do you not talk to me? Number three, you know, it was like pop quiz time. That's hard, I think, to, you know, really maintain myself. So I've, you know, that's an example of um, just bursting my bubble every Monday morning. Yeah. And I really psych myself up no matter what. I'm going to go in and I'm going to change it. And I can just feel my positive energy slipping away week by week. And I've got, I'm sweating on my back because of my backpack, right? <laughs> by the way, I've realized you got to buy one of those backpacks that has the space between the backpack and there's like a, a, a mesh kind of... Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there yeah. actually might be something. I, there are. If you there look are. The mark, I've seen them might, before. We're back to, we're back to right? the weather. And, but, and we're back to the teacher. But there might be something better. Actually, um, one of those um, kind of cooling packs that you kind of keep in the freezer or the refrigerator. And put it on your back? Yeah, they, they have them like for pillows. Yeah, well, that'll right? wake and you up And you slip in it in between. The, well, <laughs> use, it for, use one that you sleep on. And then you slip another one between the backpack and your back. Actually, that'll wake you up, won't it? A little uh, jarring. Hey, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should buy a whole bunch of those things, right? Mm. You know the ice packs that they put in at the supermarket. Rotate them food? Yeah. No, 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 and just give them to the students and tell them to put them on their heads or something, <laughs> or put this down your friend's back or something. That'll wake them up, and you can just watch everybody squirming around. But I find that, you know, that's the real biggest problem when it comes to uh, the summertime blues for me, is the class that has no energy and. With the weather, and it's just been going on and on. Well, it chip, and yeah, on. It, chip, it chips away at your resolve to, to, to put out that extra effort. I mean, because those classes do. I mean, and I, as I said, I have, I, have, I have the exact same class first period on Monday. Um, and 
yeah, or you, you, every week you go in with that and putting out that extra energy, which, you know, you can afford it on, on, at the time, you know, first class on Monday, but, you know, you pay for it. You pay for it later in the week, and uh, it's, not a, it's not a good way to start the week with that energy deficit, especially when you're dealing with all the other things that we talked about today. Well, I think you have to be a teacher maybe to know that. I didn't ever realize this as a student, but there were some classes that I'm sure my teachers dreaded having us. Sure. And I sometimes feel that I have to go back and meet all my teachers and apologize profusely you know, to Mr. So-and-so or Ms. So-and-so. Sorry about being in that class. We were just terrible to you, and I only realize it now because I'm a teacher. But, you know, the other thing, Tony, that's driving me nuts, really drives me nuts, is I think we talked about how at the beginning of the semester, I give my students what I call control language. Mm-hmm. It's a sheet with all the phrases they need to communicate to me that they don't understand, that they need me to repeat, that they don't understand a word. I drill them and drill them and drill them and drill them. We have one or two quizzes immediately. I'm always telling them to use these sheets. And the other day, again, I'm sure this is related to the weather. It's hot and it's warm. And I'm trying not to use air conditioners because I'm trying to save energy because I definitely want to support no nuclear power in a you know in a country where that is the most seismic well you're so you were so personally world. affected yeah well yeah but it's just nuts right it's like i want to turn to people and say excuse me nuclear power in a seismically active country is kind of like drinking and driving it's you will have an accident you're mm. guaranteed anyway um and i was talking to a student and the student didn't understand me and they did that the thing that i hate almost more than anything else they went eh <laughs> <laughs> and i just looked at that student you know had to take a breath to really oh good you took a breath you didn't you didn't you didn't quote unquote lose it i didn't quite lose it and i looked at them and then i said okay stop you know and then i looked at the class and i said everybody take out your useful phrases sheet right and they're supposed to have it glued to the front of their textbook or always included and then i have to explain to them that eh sounds really terrible, but then I also have to explain to them, you do not say eh to a professor. Mm. Eh? Eh? <laughs> you know, it's like turning to your professor. It would have been like me turning to my professor and going, huh? No, we never did that. So that's one of my pet peeves. Or that- yeah, well, it's it's one of those things about, ex- we, talked before, we did talk about this before, about expectations, right? It's like, um, it's really hard to overcome 12 years of, of what they've had before and, and change but they, that in they the teach their high weeks. But they, they treat their high school teachers, junior high school teachers, with respect. Some so, do and some don't, I think. It, I, depends, it depends what school yeah, you're at. That's yeah, a really a, good point. A, I'm telling you, there's a huge, there's a wide range. Um, well, we're going to talk about that in one of the episodes, school yeah. cultures and how they affect our teaching. I, di- I didn't share this with you. I didn't send this email to you, but... Uh, Oh Tony, I can't believe it. You're hiding things from me now. Uh, but this one was a this one. It's not really. It's not. I'm sorry, sorry folks, but it's not really relevant to the topic. But if I don't say it, it's, it's going to slip away. It might uh, uh, give us something. You know, some plant some seeds for future future discussions. This is a reading writing class. University will go unnamed for obvious reasons that will become obvious. Uh, and the kid was uh, absent for a test the previous week, and you know. He look. He just gave the impression of being a slacker. So I said, like, oh, I said, well, you know, why were you absent? And he's like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to take the test today? And he goes, oh, yeah, okay. I was being, I've been a bit of a hard ass. Not you. Not me. But uh, in this case, oh, yeah, summertime blues. <laughs> 
So okay, uh, we have our excuse now. Good. And yeah, you know, just kind of like you know, giving giving him some stuff, and 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 you know, I'm kind of like winking and and smiling at the same time. So he, he knows it was kind of in jest. And the uh, part of the test was to write a uh, paragraph about one interesting experience you've had since entering university in the spring. And uh, it was very poorly written, which is you know, no big deal. Uh, I mean, this is that level of class. I mean, it, their English isn't that good. But um, his interesting experience was that he was, uh, he was very surprised uh, when he began here that most of the other students attending the university were fools and that he was very sad and disappointed because he didn't get into the school that he wanted to get into. He says, but I'm sorry, I'm the bad man for f- falling the entrance examination. Hmm. Uh. So poor kid, poor kid. Yeah. Glad I'm not him. But that was, sadly, that was my impression when I first started teaching that school. So gee, I thought this was <laughs> supposed to be a good school. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he was really, aiming even uh, higher. Pr- I mean, you're very, you know, and uh, I'm very grateful him for sharing that with me because, like, okay, that's gonna that's gonna get him some points, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously his level wasn't there. The horsepower is not there. But you know, obviously his heart's in the right place. He came to that place with you know, um, or, you know, some dashed hopes and so- somewhat you know disappointed. And yeah, you know, he's you know, he seems like he's kind of a loner there. And uh, yeah, his his mid semester, I'm sure, is no party either. So, right, and we forget that we forget that unless you're really teaching English majors. Yeah, yeah, or and, or in my case, at, at uh, that one school, foreign language majors who are, yeah, you know, but they're they're really a different breed. Right, and uh, I forget sometimes that English is just something that they're not interested in. But even more importantly, for again, I forget that. Just because somebody is in a major doesn't mean they're interested in that. Right, right. It's, right? It's a, they just chose that box. school yeah. because that major is supposed, that department or that school faculty is a good faculty that yeah, gets what, them a job. that's what their parents told them to do or that's what their friend did. Right, or their advisor, their um, their counselor in high school. So, yeah. So here we are in the middle of the summer. I'm already sweating again, and it's yeah, in the morning. It's getting warm. It's getting warm. It is so, getting warm. So yeah, we've 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 uh, yeah, kind of gotten off track. But what, what the hell with it? We're, All right. We, so I guess the whole point of this conversation huh? is that if we were like in an Arctic climate, <laughs> yeah, we, we'd be bitching about. We the would cold not climate. have this. We would not have summertime blues. But then again, we wouldn't have summer. Right. It's like I think a friend I once had um, knew somebody who was from Siberia, and his take was ah. It's uh, minus two degrees today, a warm spring day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I think a lot of it's the weather, but it's also the mid, midterm. It's you're halfway through, but you have a long way to go. And, every, and the students are looking at me, and I can see it. You know, they're stuck with me for another eight weeks. Yep, everybody's counting the days. Everybody's counting weeks. how many classes we have. How so many left? T- to recap. Bail, 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 bail. Yeah. Movies, well, trail, videos. Bail. Yeah, that's it. Basically, treat yourself. Uh, Treat no, yourself you, well. You, you know, identi- identify the stuff that's bothering you and yes. try to work on those things as much as you can. Figure out what you can do to reward yourself, um, you know, whether it's with a beer on the platform or whether it's some new music, whether it's, uh, you know, going to bed early, you know, whatever it might be, sleeping that in on nice Saturday. Glass, a nice bottle of wine on Friday. Whatever. I mean, treat yourself to something. And then, you know, what goes around comes around. Treat your students. I 
make, go, you know, think about it, do something that's going to, you know, for sure, whatever you got to do, break the routine. Um, but yeah, make it, make it something pleasant. Nothing, there's no, there's nothing in the rules that says it can't be fun. Right. And I think you're really right about treating yourself. One of the things I know from the teachers who I'm close with, maybe the people I'm close with, and this might not be a good comment on my mental health, but the people I know tend to be pretty hardworking and don't reward themselves. Yeah. Right? They're always putting things off. Okay, I'll wait until the semester's over. I got to yeah. get, you know, I, I found myself the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Work, work is a priority. This is a priority. I, I'll, I'll do that later on, but work is, I got, I got this to do. I got this thing. I found it. Yeah, exactly. The other day I thought, okay, just I got to do one more hour of grade entry into the spreadsheets, right? Let me get these grades done. And I then found myself, it was about 8.30, 9 o'clock yeah, at night. One working more thing. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, the opposite of Steve Jobs, just one more thing, <laughs> right? That was always a reward. For me, it's a penalty. Okay, just yeah. one more thing. Try to get it done. And then I realized if I had just gone back and sat down and had, you know, a glass of wine or a beer, um, you know, kicked it a little bit i could have either come back and finished the spreadsheet or i could have just done it the next day yeah right so taking care of myself getting a little exercise or talking everything all, all the other aspects of your life you know you step back and and you know, take a you know step back take a look and just get some perspective and yeah you know it's 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 june it's, it's hot it's humid we're all gonna make it <laughs> you take, but you sometimes know. you feel like you're not yeah, although i right. do I do. I'm lucky. I teach at one school, or two schools. Um, w one school that um, they've doubled up classes two days during the summer, so that they finish in the middle of June. They do this as an energy saving, or July. They finish two weeks early in July as an energy saving measure. I love that. What, what do you mean they double up? So, for example, you'll have um, two times during the semester. So I teach fourth and fifth periods there, uh -huh. and. So during the semester, two times I have to teach that fourth period class, sixth period. I see. I right? See. And if you can't do that, then they create alternative ways for makeup assignments. But you're done July, like middle of July. That makes that makes all the difference. And imagine how much energy there's. And, you know, you know not only, yeah, obviously the obvious energy saving and, and commuting time and expenses and operational expenses, blah, blah, blah. But... Um, it just strikes me when you, you remind me that yeah the semester used to end like early mid July. Um, how big of a toll those extra weeks are taking? I think that this this mid semester blues topic, you know, thing that we're talking about today is has become a thing or a much bigger thing, a more serious thing, uh, because of this extended semester. It's a long haul. It's what, 15 classes now? And and 16. Yeah, 16. And, and it 16. used to be 12. Yeah, yeah, it should be a minimum of 12. Right. So we have students. They're tired. That's a, that's a huge we're tired. Difference. That's a huge difference. That's a good point. And talking mm -hmm. about going over, our usual podcasts are about 30 to 40 minutes, and I think we're going way over today. I don't think we've ever been under 40 minutes, but that's all right. Have we really? I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I guess so. Everything is coming down to my sense of reality. But it might be a good time to wrap up. Yeah. 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 Because I want to uh, take it easy today yeah. and uh, reward myself now. I wonder go. how I'm going to reward myself. I think I'll buy a Porsche. Oh, good idea. Uh, you... Get me one, too. I'd like uh, black. 
I think Steve Martin once was talking. Somebody he's saying how somebody once asked him why he became a comedian instead of playing a banjo player, and then he said, "There's a sentence that has never been spoken in any language in the universe," and he says, "Look." There goes the banjo player's Porsche. <laughs> and it's kind and of like the same said for the teacher. Right. Well. Same thing for the teacher, right? That, yeah. But okay, so taking care of yourself. And uh, what do we have up for next time, Tony? Where I think we're. Uh, we're going to get a little techie. We're going to uh, talk the about the, the software that we use in the classroom. Right, so we're going to um, kind of geek out a little next week. Yeah, and uh, week. contrast to today, probably a lot of, I mean, <laughs> it'll be something that we actually know about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or we have answers to. No, next week will be something uh, I, I, we have yeah, answers to. Yeah, there'll be some, some, real, some specifics and, and probably some gems and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, both you and I, I, I think, really keep on top of this stuff. And we try a lot of stuff. Well, and, you more uh, than me. We, we kind of assume that everybody lives like this, but... In fact, most people do not. And um, uh, I think it'll be uh, a lot of interesting information for people who, um, one, are you know kind of interested in using a little more tech in the classroom, but it's not in their blood and it's, it's, not, it's not an addiction like the way it is with, with, with Charles and I. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, think, I think next week will be, uh, next, next episode will be good. Right. And but don't tune out just because you don't like tech because we'll be able yeah, to talk yeah, about it's, stuff it's, that can change your life. Yeah. And um, we'll talk about that, and I'm not going to make any more comments, so we'll keep people in suspense as to what software will they be discussing. Mm. Okay. So, Tony, thanks. Guess time to hit go back and do some paper grading. Yeah, let's you? just uh, mention that, yeah, you can um, find our webpage at uh, twoteacherstalking.com. Right. And uh, <clears throat> you can uh, let us know what you think and your ideas, and especially when we were talking before about... Uh, uh, feedback and things, what format you'd like and how you'd like to have that done. Um, if you got some ideas, uh, let us know. Um, we record at um, 3 a.m. on Saturday, so I don't think you'll be calling in live. Um, we're that dedicated. But uh, it, uh, our email address is two teachers talking at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, hope to see you next time. And uh, yeah, send us the feedback. We'd really love to hear from you. And uh, uh, if you have, the, if you do have the time or the inclination, yeah, a review on uh, iTunes or a rating on iTunes would be very, very helpful. Right, and we're on iTunes, and it's either in the American store or the Japanese store. Yeah, just two teachers oh. talking. Yes, and we should please review right us honestly, so that people who take a look can get an idea. And I promise to stop posting reviews and ratings, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> if, if two people post, I will stop. No. In all seriousness, we'd really appreciate any feedback. Again, to teacherstalking.com, teacherstalking at gmail.com. And until next week, Tony, or two weeks. Okay, go reward yourself, Chuck, and uh, all of you out there, reward yourselves as well. And uh, I will promise to do the same. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right.